Welcome survivors, burnout community, and those just interested. It's Kelly Bubolt's owner, trainer, and burnout prevention mentor at KB Training Connections. Burnout is not taboo. It's our reality in this fast-paced society. But we are not going to let it drive the narrative to our stories. We're going to do something about it. So let's dig in. All right. Well, thanks, Ethan, for being here. So Ethan and me actually met through a summer help program where I worked in HR, but he's also a student and has his own podcast, Encourage Mindset. And I love to listen to it, not only for his insight, but he does some great interviews on his podcast as well. And why I'm bringing him on right now is I think that I'm a really good guide on burnout, but there are phases of my life in which I did not know this information and other people are probably better resources to hear from in those stages of life. And I think that student life is one of those. Um, So when me and Ethan reconnected, I found out that Ethan actually had some burnout as he went through college. So Ethan, why don't you kind of talk about, you know, what happened and how you crawled yourself out? Yeah, thank you for letting me be on the show today. And first off, what I do wanna say is the definition of burnout, because I think a lot of people experience burnout, but they don't know truly what it is. And burnout kind of occurs when you face chronic stress over an extended period of time. And you mainly see this, like you said, in college students through the lack of interest in academics. And so this affects college students and it affected myself. And it made me kind of decrease my motivation and kind of led to a drop in performance in my academics. So throughout high school, throughout middle school, I was very, very skilled at turning in my assignments on time, making sure everything in my calendar is all set to go. But now it's junior, senior year, right? I'm approaching the end. I'm looking on towards a new career pathway when I graduate. So it's kind of like, oh man, I'm stuck. I just want to already be done with school. So yes, the burnout has came into play. It is becoming a factor. And some of the signs I think I noticed when burnout was just really a lack of motivation. And you're like, well, Ethan, how does that happen? You have an encouraged mindset podcast where you kind of talk about not having that happen, but it happens to all of us. Everybody experiences some sort of form of demotivation. And you kind of experience this for me as exhaustion, not getting enough sleep, or just feeling mentally not ready for the day. And uh, some other signs I kind of noticed were a loss of interest. Uh, There were clubs that I was so involved in throughout college. And I hit my junior, senior year, and I just started to be like, oh, man, do I really want to go to this Tuesday night meeting today? I Oh, skipping out one time won't hurt me. Oh, next next meeting. Oh, skipping another time won't hurt me. I mean, somebody already takes notes on the meetings. So I just kind of, in a sense, saw these signs. And I guess why we're here today, Kelly, is to kind of be aware of these signs and tell other people that you can conquer these signs. So in a brief exclamation for you, there are signs of burnout through every college student. You just have to be aware of them and understand that there are ways to defeat them. And we'll get to that later on. Mm -hmm. And your point about not going to a club might not be a big deal for people, but, you know, working in HR and seeing the workforce burnout, it's disengagement in whatever form you want to put. You're isolating yourself 
from community, which is making it also worse. So the problem with that is that if that's going to be your stress coping mechanism, you're going to keep repeating that and it's not a healthy coping mechanism. And so in the workforce, you can disengage as much as you want, but eventually you'll lead to an unhappy profession and an unpassionate um, day. You'll be the one sitting in the car crying, you know, just like me. So when I look at workforce burnout, it, it really starts at the student level because that's where your stress coping mechanisms are being pushed to its limits on, on what is healthy and what's unhealthy. Exactly. And just to kind of piggyback off of that student burnout, it doesn't have to be like just focusing on academics. It could just be a loss of your routine. For an example, like let's say I was getting up at 6 a.m. every day. Oh, I don't want to get up at 6 a.m. anymore. I'm going to push it till 7.30 and I know that my class is at 8 and I can get there still on time. Well, when that when you had that extra hour of time, you could have been doing something productive rather than sleeping in. So yeah, there, it, it's just critical. Burnout is critical. And like you said, it happens at the student age. And you, like you said, you don't want to carry that throughout the workforce. Mm-hmm. So what did you do to start to shift your behaviors? Because I think from the burnout community, the feedback that I'm getting is that's the hard part is, okay, I've identified that I'm in burnout and, and the signs and symptoms are there, but, but now what? Yeah, I think I kind of put together a step-by-step process. And that process was firstly sitting down and identifying the source of your burnout. I think a lot of people, sometimes people say they hate school. Sometimes people just want to away from school. doesn't matter what it is. You just kind of need to find yourself in that situation, sit down, stop and think and realize what are you missing? Are you in the burnout because you're missing your friends, you're homesick, you're missing your family? Just kind of sit down and identify the, the solution to why you're having this burnout. Then I think the step number two would be baby steps. In terms of motivation and mindset, we always want to focus things on getting better 1%. We don't want to get better like in a big roller coaster jump. We don't want to make that big, big jump. Everything increases daily by getting 1% better. So start with baby steps and this will address your burnout, not overnight, but it will do so to reduce your stress a little bit at a time. So I think that's kind of the the second step, I would say. And then following into the second step is where step number three comes in. And that's really evaluating what needs to change. Getting to the bottom of your burnout can feel challenging for several reasons. If you're already feeling exhausted and disinterested, the last thing you want to do is spend more time thinking about it. Mm -hmm. So I think that is kind of the critical step in the process that I put together. And if you're struggling to understand what's causing your burnout, look to maybe a professional resource. There's so many professional resources on campus for you to use for free. And same thing with work. I mean, you're in HR, you understand that there's resources and every job provides those for employees, but also at the university level too. And then I think number four is give yourself a break. Give yourself some grace. I think one of the greatest things you can give and offer yourself is a season of burnout is a break. I mean, that's why they offer spring break. That's why they have 
winter break. That's why they try to do all of these little breaks for us college students, because they know burnout is a thing and they know it's happening to probably roughly 85% of students. So taking a couple days off, recalibrating, decompressing, and giving yourself some space and just allowing yourself to maybe maybe find meditation, maybe find a hobby that you can just pick up for a while that just allows you to unplug and most of all, make you happy. And then I think step number five would be reconsidering your path. Identifying the source of your burnout and evaluating what needs to change. Mm -hmm. uh, you may conclude that your feelings of dissatisfaction relate to your major, they uh, relate to the school itself, or maybe you're going through a situation that you just don't really have the ability to talk to anybody else. And maybe you want to find that trusted friend or trusted family member or that mentor or another person, maybe a podcast, for example, where you can hear advice on how to proceed. And then number six, this one is really a tough, tough step for a lot of people. And that's kind of implementing positive thinking. I think a lot of people are so hard on themselves and you put yourself down and think you're not good enough, but it's important to remember that burnout is temporary. It's temporary pain. And you have to choose to stay optimistic. And one of the best things you can do is try to weather the storm and move past it and not let that storm overtake you. And then I think all of those six steps really come together for this final step, which would be developing that new routine. I think a lot of people, when you finally get out of that little break of burnout, remember the lessons you've learned and then try to implement these new routines, help you stay positive, engaged, but most of all, happy. Making sure you're taking care of yourself and making sure that whatever you're going on throughout the day is just putting a smile on your face and helping you enrich your life. Absolutely. So that's kind of what I think are the seven steps to kind of succeed over burnout. And I, I think a key factor in that is creating some some space, some white space in your day for that purposefully or, or time, time flies, right? And, and anything will steal it. Uh, and if, if someone isn't stealing it and your studies aren't stealing it, distractions are going to steal it. Your phone, your smartphone, you're, you're going to do things that aren't re-energizing you. And it's interesting when you talked about breaks, because when we um, think of college breaks, either people go and work as many hours as they can to make money to pay for tuition, or they go on spring break and, you know, rip it up with their friends, um, which is good for community, bad for the body, right? So you come back mm -hmm. actually more strained than if you would have reset. So what Ethan is talking about is don't wait for just these breaks as well, is establish a routine in which these seven steps can be in there daily. So you're not waiting to these breaking points. Exactly. And before you were talking about my personal experience and you kind of hit on it right there. Oh, I can have a job and go to school and be in clubs and do all this stuff. Life is about balance. And that's why I think a lot of people 
really when they look for a job, they want something that is work-life balance. That is that is the key to happiness right there is finding a balance for everything. Nobody wants to work 80 hours a week. Nobody wants to do school and work 30, 40 hours a week. That's just that's just terrible and terrible for your body, terrible for your health. And like we said here, that is what quickly can create burnout and you don't want to do that. So I think, yes, as much as you want to reduce your college debt or pay for your tuition, you got to also make yourself a big priority, but also make your wellness a priority. Yeah. And it's interesting because um, when me and Ethan met, I knew he was in a lot of clubs. He did a lot of academics. He's very involved. He had, you know, a podcast who has a podcast when they're in college and, and working and things like that. And then um, when we reconnected, he said, yeah, I was in burnout um, pretty bad in college too. And I was like, wow, because I think when people share their story or at least talk to other people about what they went through, you realize that no one's perfect. And this, this, this mindset that I'm not worthy enough comes from comparing yourself against other people. Hey, Ethan did all these things in college and I never was able to do that. He must be at a whole different performance caliber than me. And then I hear that you're burnt out. And I was like, wow, he burnt out 15 years before I burnt out, you know? So comparing yourself against someone is pretty much a um, self-sabotage type of thinking because there's always someone ahead of you and there's always someone behind you. So it's going to be a losing battle. So I think internalizing what is going to be your routine for your wellness. And, and like you said, who is going to be your support? How are you going to do it? What are your triggers is, is really important. And copycatting is not going to give you the most beneficial recovery. I agree. I agree a hundred percent what you said right there. And I think anyone listening today should just take what we said and try to implement it. You're not going to be successful right away, but view failures as a learning curve. View it as something that, yes, you failed, but failure and being uncomfortable is actually a good thing. Like, just because Elon Musk created an amazing business and has all this money, and he could probably circle the earth 20 times with how much money he makes. He didn't build it by always hitting successful goals every time. These people that we look up to, whether it's a famous YouTuber or a great entrepreneur or even fellow podcasters, we have hard times. We get uncomfortable. We learn. We fail. But you just got to keep yourself motivated, keep your head up. But ultimately, know that in the end, you're going to be happy. And what you did is going to be accomplished. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you from most of the burnout community feedback and my, my own recoveries, I think the brain and the mind is the hardest thing to overcome. Um, you can exercise, you can change your routine, but that mind, it's, it's your amigo sometimes, but um, it's mostly your enemy. It will tell you, you can't do things. It will tell you to quit. It will continually have you compare yourself against people. Um, and so Ethan, what your encouraged mindset really inspires me and motivates me. What does the burnout community, what can they get out of that podcast? Yeah, what the burnout com community can get out of encouraged mindset is habit formation, how to build successful habits 
how to build self-confidence. The pandemic, maybe people listening today went through some hardships, maybe lost a job, lost somebody they know, lost somebody that they truly care about. But all of Encourage Mindset is basically formatted on its name, Encourage. My platform, the guests I have come on, our goal is to share stories that you guys, the listeners, can relate to, but ultimately realize, hey, other people are battling this too. I'm not the only one going through this. There's light at the tunnel. And lastly, I'm going to encourage you. You're going to encourage me. We're going to encourage others and affect the whole world. Yep. Yep. The, the ripple effect for sure. Um, and sharing the stories is so important because I think a lot of people's hardships and their journeys is done solo and alone and, and burnout's no different. So um, there's some people that you tell me, don't, why do you, why are you so public with your journey? And I was not, that was never in the intent, but when you have people calling you asking how I recovered and they're in burnout too, you're, you realize, wow, there's a lot of people that are in this condition and, and same with other hardships that people go through. So I appreciate you having that podcast and using that platform for it. Yeah. Thank you very much. And it's been a joy to do, and I'm going to keep doing it as much as uh, I can and produce episodes every Thursday. That's my goal. Awesome. So what, if, before we leave, what's a, a good takeaway that you want to leave the burnout community? Yeah, that's an excellent question. So honestly, what I want to leave with the burnout community is this. Set and review your goals. I think the first thing you need to do is have a brain session. You need to sit down and think to yourself, maybe with a piece of paper, maybe with your phone in the notes app, whatever it may be, but just simply remind yourself your why. I think we hear that a lot, but a lot of people don't truly implement it. And what I mean by that is you might know, hey, I'm going to college to get this degree or, hey, I'm doing this degree so I can get a job out of college. But ultimately, why are you going to college? Mm -hmm. Why are you trying to get this job out of school? Are you trying to provide for your future family? Are you trying to provide for yourself? Ultimately, why? And I think that's the question that people need to ask themselves. But ultimately, what I am on here to spread is my final message for the burnout community is just believe in yourself. Self-confidence is the biggest thing you can have in the world. Nobody can take that away from you. If people put you down, if you go through a hardship, if your life is like a roller coaster right now and your roller coaster is currently in the down low process, the only thing you can do is look in the mirror and say, hey, my name is Ethan. I have a great smile. I have an outgoing personality. And today I'm going to have a great day. And that's what I want people in the burnout community to understand is it's okay to not be okay but don't live in that mindset forever. Look yourself in the mirror and motivate yourself to become better and be better 1% a day, not make a giant home run shot, just 
one at a time, one day at a time, 1% better. So thank you, Kelly, for having me on. I appreciate sharing my knowledge today. And I just want to say to all the listeners, give Encourage Mindset just at least one listen. I know you're not lazy. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here working on self-growth. Piecing together the puzzle is half the adventure, and finding energy towards your new habits is the other. Do not underestimate the strength in your actions. Check out videos on burnout tools to move from zombie mode to liveliness on my website. See you soon.